0: Now alaykum, good morning, good evening and welcome to another episode of the Raz and Ridge show. Uh, we don't officially call it the Raz and Ridge show, we just call it Raz and Ridge, but <laughs> welcome, uh, I'm Fraz. This is Rija and uh, also known as Raz and Ridge. So thank you for joining another episode uh, of this parenting podcast uh, with a bit of an Islamic twist. So um, what are we going to talk, what are we going to be talking about today, Ridge?
1: So today, for the past few weeks, we've been talking about pregnancy, birth, sort of the postpartum period. Today, we thought we'd delve right into a meaty subject, which a lot of people have asked us to speak about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that topic is
0: homeschooling. Okay, so that's a huge subject, um, because well, it's it's a controversial subject, it's uh, a highly debated subject. And I suppose the whole purpose of this episode is... Not to say that homeschooling is better or schooling is better, whatever it is. It's why we chose homeschooling and why we felt it was best for us and why we feel it is best for us at this at this current time. So let's start right back at the start. When we first had um, our first son, Musa, um, we, we didn't really think about homeschooling straight away, did we, Raj? To
1: be honest, I'd never really heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> really. I think you had heard
0: of it because you knew some people yeah. who homeschooled.
1: I, it was a totally foreign idea to me. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, you kind of hear about people like the presidents of the United States in the past, and a couple of sort of you know prime ministers and ministers. They, they some of them have had extensive history of homeschooling, and so uh, yeah, like the de- Queen. I think she was
1: homeschooling means she didn't go to like a public school, but it yeah. means she was privately tutored at home. Yeah,
0: So, yeah. You know, but homeschooling he, is not quite that, is it? Because privately being privately tutored at home is. Um, it's expensive. You'd probably get lots of different tutors and, you know, that that cost. But anyway, let's go back into homeschooling. Let's go into homeschooling. What let's start with when we started um we didn't know like you said you didn't know what homeschooling was. Yeah. So, what prompted- I probably
1: had the the typical stereotype in my head like a homeschooled kid is a sort of weird kid who's socially awkward, isolated. Maybe that's I've I'd only ever heard of homeschooling in that sort of context. Yeah.
0: Okay. okay. So
1: yeah, so you are the one who I think first sort of floated the idea of homeschooling. I don't remember that, did I? <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> okay. think it was you. Okay. I think this was okay. about the time when a couple I mean, Musa must have been what? Two, I mean, people start thinking about schools very young.
0: Yeah. So I remember
1: some of our friends; they were thinking. Some people decided, you know, we're going to go down the private school route. Mm. Some people were thinking of a state school. Some people were thinking of an
0: Islamic school. So we were kind of. This is how the discussion kind of came about. Okay, yeah. And uh, of course, both of us, we went to private schools growing up. Yes, yeah? we did. Um, and it's interesting because both of us are not huge... Um, Proponents of private yeah, school, yeah. yeah. It's not It's not like we are the flag bearers of private school. And that's interesting because, well, I mean, there are pros and cons, but uh, when we decided, so I, I suppose we, I, I raised this question, um, and uh, we were saying, you know, there's there's lots of different factors why we eventually went into homeschooling. Um, initially, we were thinking, so like you said, public school, private school, even Islamic schools, so faith-based schools, yeah. and the pros and cons of each. Um, but ultimately, I think we decided, I mean, you weren't working full-time, right? No. um uh, we I was had, studying, I was doing studying. my Islamic degree, but yeah, I wasn't yeah. uh, working, no. No, and so I think then you started developing a passion for education.
1: Well, I, I was always interested in sort of how to educate children, child psychology, and I remember when Musa was born, I read up a lot about, I love my research, I love my books, so I read up a lot about children education how to nurture their mind. I came across a doctor called Glenn Doman who is very controversial if anyone's ever heard of him but he basically uh, prop- he has this theory of that you can teach babies how to read. Um, it's very controversial. I don't. I'm not supporting it, but I'm saying that babies. I'm,
0: what age we're talking about?
1: We're talking about from birth. He's, he says he <laughs> okay. starts. So no, I didn't do all of that. But yeah. he he was a doctor and he basically thought um, he dealt with brain damaged kids who had who who'd had uh, severe brain damage from accidents and things. And he taught them to read so fast that he said, "Why don't we try this on kids who are not brain damaged?" And so he developed this whole theory, and it's really fascinating. It involves you know from the start, you sit with your. I've got all the books. You sit with your child, with your baby. You show flashcards. Um, Now, he has been disproven, of course. Definitely, he's been disproven. But the interesting thing is... Why?
0: Why? Why? What's so controversial about that? What's wrong with teaching a child to read?
1: Because there's just a lot of evidence now to counter that, to show that you don't need to sit with your baby and do flashcards. There's a lot of other things you can be doing with your kid rather than just doing flashcards. And his research is controversial. But interestingly... All the sort of there's a generation of because this is I think we we're talking the 60s. And so there was a generation of kids who grew up um, in America with the Glenn Doman method. And they were really highly intelligent. And interestingly, some of the studies showed it was not the flashcards. It was not his method. It was the time which the mothers spent with the babies. So whether the the mother had been doing flashcards, whether the mother had been sitting and spending just cuddling the baby, reading to the baby. That is what leads to the intelligence of babies. I will- is that just limited
0: to mothers or were they done with fathers?
1: I am mean, suppose it could apply to both, but I think this was talking about the primary sort of caregiver was the mother in this scenario. So it was okay. saying that. Okay. So the takeaway from the whole Glendomen, um studies is that the more time a mother spends with the child the more it doesn't have to be flashcards. Again, I'm just saying I'm not advocating go mm. and teaching your newborn with flashcards, but it was the more time a mother spends with the newborn or with a baby with a toddler, the more their brain is mm. developing. So I was already interested, I was or already heavily invested in sort of that aspect of developing the kids, mm. nurturing them. So homeschooling, when I started looking into it, was sort of a natural extension of that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, that's a very interview-based answer. I like it. <laughs> um, um, I mean, this is all my cup of tea, isn't it? Yeah. You're it is of, uh, exactly. So this is you're right in your zone here. I mean, this, yeah. I think this is the episode uh, Ridge was waiting for to just absolutely let it all out. So, um, uh, so yeah. So I suppose you said it was a natural extension. So I think it's only fair to talk about normal schooling. So what are the issues that you saw with normal schooling, or some of the critiques? I mean, of course, there's lots of pros, but what were the critiques that you saw in normal schooling that decided, that sort of supported your idea and supported your homeschooling um, sort of endeavours?
1: So, um, again, this is totally an interview, isn't it? (laughs) Um, Absolutely, I was shocked when I started researching the history of sort of compulsory public schooling uh, in America, in the UK. If anyone's ever heard of John Taylor Gatto, he passed away recently. He was... uh, He was in the American education system for I think 30 plus years. He has fascinating research-based things which show that the American education system, the compulsory public schooling system has really sinister roots. And I think it was in the early 1900s when the education system in America became compulsory. Literally, the people who funded that some of the big shots they sat down and they literally this stuff has been documented they literally said we want a population who is obedient we don't want thinkers we don't want geniuses we just want to sort of control the masses and public schooling is a great way to do that because public schooling it does sort of teach conformity standardization a sort of it's sort of like a factory line system mm. standardized mm. a standardized uh, so sort of you, know,
0: you go to primary school and your secondary school you do your Key stages, GCSEs, A levels, university, and your whole life is planned out that way.
1: I mean, it's a one size fits all kind of. Even if you look down to each year, it yeah. it should be differentiated. People mm. do say that uh, teachers do say that they endeavour to make this the lessons differentiated based on students' abilities. But having spoken to several teachers in the UK, they say simply the UK in the UK schools don't have the funds to for each child to be catered to individually. And so, what often happens is. The brightest sort of students are left to their own devices and they're not stimulated enough. The kids who are struggling, they also really struggle. And the school sort of caters to sort of the middle ground like yeah. sort of the, the average and this is not me saying this this is i've no. spoken to school
0: teachers yeah, who've in the uk but the said evidence this. showed that yeah anyway doesn't it i mean uh, what's the average uh, what's the average school size uh, class size in in school in public schools like what one to 20 one to 30
1: well uh, uh, interestingly in england i don't know about wales where we live but in england um england has the highest ratio of pupils to teachers in the entire uh, in europe so, which mm. means that it's, it's understaffed. There's not enough money. There's too many uh, students, not enough teachers. And there's severe problems with the British education system in general. In England, again, children in England studies show are the most tested and the least happiest in Europe. Again, mm. th- because mm. there's standardized tests are starting from age six, age seven, and the kids aren't happy about it. And mm. they measured sort of happiness levels in kids. I don't know how they quantify that again, yeah, take yeah. it with a pinch of salt. But kids who go to school in the UK... In England, in specific, uh, the studies which I was reading was about England. I'm not sure about Wales again, mm.
0: but uh, yeah, they're unhappy. I mean, the I mean, talking about Europe, certain Scandinavian countries don't even make it compulsory to go to school until the age of seven, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, which yeah. is incredible um, because really the formative years are spent um, at home or. Uh, you know, just developing as children, playing, 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 you know, that's a huge thing. I mean, how many children are deprived of that play now because they're straight away thrown into exams? Like now you get exams at young ages, you get entry exams in schools and, and, and whatnot. And uh, they get assessments from a very young age. I mean, one could argue that, you know, life is part, part of, you know, part of life is all assessments. You know, it, whether you go into a career, you you need to have that, that element of, discipline and the ability to do assessments and things like that but then the counter argument is sometimes that's a bit too much introducing a bit too much too quickly to children god knows what sort of long-term psychological stress elements that you know that that has on children well the, the, the studies are showing that already um i mean if you
1: talk about a lot of people say well school is real life you can't shelter your kid at home forever you can't just keep your kid in a bubble. One of my very close friends recently told me a really great analogy that homeschooling is not, she homeschools as well, is not about keeping your kid in a bubble. It's about keeping your kid in a greenhouse where they're nurturing and where they're able to develop and grow at their own pace. Because uh, pace. Mm-hmm. you're not going to let a plant out in to the elements which is not going to flourish there. Yeah. So similarly, I thought that was a really nice analogy. Yeah. That, so it's that, not that a bubble, nice. it's
0: like a greenhouse, first of all. But then you can argue that, I mean, we were talking about how there's lots of parallels driven between school system and like prison system in a way. The yeah. regiment that, you know, 9 to 10 you do this, 10 to 11 you do this, yeah. um, and then you have a break and there's, you know, bells going off and yeah. stuff. It is very much a regimented prison-like system. And the argument there is, like we were talking about this once, uh, where a child might be in a, an art class and, you know, 9 to 10 is art and then at 9.59 the child finally is about to make a Van Gogh you know picture yeah. Uh, and suddenly the bell goes and that's and, it you're yeah. limited and cut off that potential yes. the child might have mm-hmm. um and, and uh, you yeah. know
1: their alternate education philosophies like montessori for example w- in which children um, studies show that they flourish and they do amazingly and there's actually a montessori school in cardiff which we did consider but we live a bit further from cardiff so it was a bit far for us but that montessori school uh, montessori what it does is you have like a session in the morning so nine to twelve and the kid can do what they want in that s- session so you're not going to all the elements are there all the different uh, materials and a Montessori teacher would never interrupt a child who's like you said doing an art masterpiece mm. or doing a puzzle because they say you have to naturally let the kids sort of train of thought go and I think that's that's brilliant like you said you could be interrupting works of genius a kid could be sitting writing a poem and mm. inter, the bell rings and it's time for maths you know you've cut off their train of thought
0: but the other thing is uh of course like you you were alluding to earlier certain children. Um, grasp things slower certain grasp quicker and so you do some might need 20 minutes some might need two hours and and that that individualized catering to a child's needs are just not available in a school setting no um eventually you know i think uh, fine some sort of regimen and and schedule does help and and as some sort of um uh, planned out sort of activities yes that there is a place for that uh, but ultimately uh, letting a child nurture on their own you know on their own yeah. it, it, that's that's a beautiful thing and I think we've seen that in the early years with our children as well how that that's beneficial for them um, well if you
1: talk about the early years the the UK has we start compulsory school at age five which is year one and many kids go to reception which is age four That, there's no studies to show that this is a beneficial age for kids to start school. In fact, this is rooted, again, I mean, if you study the history of schools, it's fascinating. What really, really struck me is that when I started researching, we all send our kids to school and we give our kids up to the system without researching the system. Like, we blindly Mm. do it and nothing makes us question it. And people might argue that you shouldn't question anything, but then... People never used to question racism. People never used to question sexism. So I think it is important for us to question the system because the system, Mm. as time has shown again and again, is not always right. So the reason why kids in the UK start school uh, so young, youngest in Europe, I think, it goes back to the Victorian age where there was uh, many different social sort of things going on here. They wanted to reduce the negative impact of kids being on the street, so they put them in schools. Um, Women were going back to the workforce, so they wanted kids to start school early. They wanted kids to start school early so they could leave early and join the workforce themselves. So so there's a lot of historical and political factors involved in why kids in the UK start school so early. And all the evidence is showing, I mean, overwhelmingly, it's showing that the longer you delay school, formal formal education and formal schooling, the more kids will benefit. And people might, again, argue. I've had people say, that, what about discipline? What about tests? No. It's part of life to be tested. How are you going to get a career if you're not being tested? Mm. Why do we have to equate that to a five-year-old Versus a sixteen-year-old GCSEs. I'm not undermining the importance of GCSEs,
0: mm. but um, I mean, we. I mean, just for the record, we are absolutely planning on our children doing GCSEs, and yeah. A levels, mm-hmm. and inshallah, hopefully go to university. That yeah. know, that's absolutely true. But how they get there is what is the different is yeah. a different thing. Um, I mean, we mentioned being sheltered, but I, I'd argue that actually you're probably more sheltered in school because, yeah, you're, because you're, you're you're exposed you're, to different kids. Sure,
1: that that's one. But perk. you're in one classroom yeah. from a certain time for six seven hours a day within with the same set, people with yeah. one person
0: under the one roof sort of thing how is that
1: reality school? and yeah. people say if you're homeschooling your kid isn't exposed to reality but apart from school at what other ask what other time in your life are you going to be surrounded by kids or people who are only your age as an adult it's you know how old how old are you Thirty-four. So yeah. I'm and I'm thirty. So and yeah. i am 30 so i do not only just socialize with thirty year olds. Yeah, so you know, yeah, you don't yeah. only socialize with thirty-four year olds. Yeah, yeah. So school, you can argue that's that's really odd actually to just be with kids yeah. all day who are the same age group as you. And interestingly, mm, something I've seen is yeah. is homeschooled kids are actually very fluid with the age groups they play with. Yeah. They don't mind, they don't have this thing, how old are you? Yeah. Whereas I've school kids, the first thing I've heard them ask another kid on the playground is how old are you? I remember Musa, we went to a playground once. Musa was four. There was a bunch of five-year-olds, th- school kids. And they said, the first thing they said to Musa, how old are you? He said, I'm four. They're like, sorry, you can't play with us. We're five. Mm. And you don't get that sort of age separation thing with homeschooled yeah. kids because yeah. homeschooled kids are used to being around a variety. Of- I mean, I've had
0: some of my friends say that. Oh, wow. You know what? Actually, Musa and Mariam, they, they they talk much easier to adults than they would with you know uh, than other children, children yeah. would yeah uh, do you think there's that element that perhaps children can grow a bit too much or a bit too mature for their age at the same time or do you just think that they have the capability to like what you're just yeah, saying yeah I
1: mean naturally kids would always be around other adults this is another interesting thing I was uh, reading about is that kids have always had mentors and adults and they've always benefited from the experience and being around different adults and mm-hmm. again putting them for so many hours a day with a bunch of kids their own age mm. and not even changing those kids. It's one classroom, right? From yeah. beginning to end. it's That's not... It was never yeah. really the norm.
0: But uh, but ultimately, our kids are not around just adults all day because they interact with different kids in these extra classes that yes, we do. Yes, of course. So that, that's, that's the other argument I was going to make. For example, uh, we're not that sheltered because, you know, you do so many day trips across the country, so to speak, (laughs) you know, you trek across different places, uh, museums, um, you know, art classes, uh, you know, uh, Islamic faith, uh, faith based classes and whatever extracurricular stuff there is. And, you know, um, and I think that's great because that, isn't that more hands-on, real-world world experience than you yeah. would get in school? And I at the same so. time, you're learning, and that's why they have. That's what they have day trips in school because it, it gives them that yeah. exposure. Uh, but you're more in control when you're homeschooling, yeah. that. and and you learn. You know, you make learning fun and practical. You live learning. You live learning. Yeah, um, which is a key philosophy behind mm. homeschooling that uh, I think you know you, you generally yeah. strive. You know, we generally strive for. I think which is great. Um, One thing I wanted to mention about yeah. the
1: testing element. Um, they in, so in Finland, I've done a lot of research into the sort of Scandinavian, Finland, Denmark, Sweden, that education system. Um, and in Finland actually, they don't start reading and writing till age seven. Interestingly, they gave Finnish kids the same standardized test which British kids would get at age seven. You do the SAT exam at age seven. I think they're scrapping that now, thankfully, but they do the SAT exam at age seven. Now, the kids in the UK have been learning to read and write from age five. So they've had two years of formal instruction. Yet the kids in Finland, who had only been learning to read and write for one term, scored better on those tests than the uh, seven-year-olds in the UK. So right, that's really wow. interesting. The oh, yeah. British kids have been doing it for two years. Finnish mm. kids for one term, and yet mm. they scored better. There's got to be something, something there.
0: Well, uh, you know, I think it's, it's, it has to be meant. You know, you're mentally exhausting and putting a pressure on such yeah. a young, small, innocent brain. Yeah, that's hard. That's th- you know, to have that sort of, um, uh, to have that sort of pressure, pressure. at a young, young age. Yeah, you know, there, there has to be some detriment. There's, and there increasingly we're finding that. Uh, what we expose our children to has an impact later on in life, yeah. and how that you know how that plays out is anyone's guess. But there's so much research been going on, you know, mm-hmm. with that uh, in mind. Yeah. Um, but you know, going back to I mean, the other thing you mentioned, just going back to the Victorian times, of course, a key thing there was women's em- emancipation, right? Yeah. So a lot of women were at home um they weren't working as much until you know the industrial revolution yeah. they started joining factories and things like yeah. that and then like you said there was that need for children yeah. to be in school but now of course the other thing here that you have to consider and i suppose people may not necessarily have a choice is what do you do if uh, if both are career both parents are career focused yeah and they've got real passions for career then homeschooling and they want to homeschool. It's the, 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 what I'm trying to say here is that one person has to have that passion, right? Otherwise, homeschooling can be very challenging. I mean, how? I mean, I know some mums who work and homeschool, but it's 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 not easy, of course. You have to part time. Yeah, you it's have to part-time. do part time, and yeah. you know. And you don't you don't hear many uh, father homeschoolers, right?
1: No, you don't really. It's interesting. Hear,
0: yeah, it's interesting. You don't. Um, but fathers, I hear about fathers who pitch in with the homeschooling, yeah. um, and, and you know that that's that's cool to see. Um, particularly well, this, when cu- both couples are like part time or yeah. uh, or something like that. Then. But there's
1: alternate schools. I mean, I'm not saying that homeschooling is an option for everyone, but no. like I said, Montessori schools are fantastic. Steiner schools. I don't know if you know what Steiner schools are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah you,
0: but,
1: we haven't really uh, looked into them. We much, haven't but, looked into it, but there's
0: one in Cardiff. There's one I mean, yeah. New school in
1: Cardiff so there's mm. a lot of alternate you don't have oh, to go yeah, well,
0: for people who don't know what's a Steiner a School
1: Steiner School is um, Steiner philosophy is very much based on again they don't do any formal reading and writing till seven it's very play based it's got some uh, it's very different to traditional schooling Yeah, yeah. Um, for seven years a more oral sort of uh, mm. just poetry and things like that and read alouds and also they do a lot of woodwork and handicrafts yeah. and things like yeah. that so uh, yeah, so you don't have to necessarily go down the traditional school route. No. There's There are other options. But I wanted to uh, mention what we, we were talking about anxiety in children. And there's some really fascinating statistics, subhanAllah, really, really shocking. Um, in the UK, one, in five, one out of five kids between the age of 11 to 16 have contemplated suicide. Um, they did a study which showed um, in that study, 57% of kids had been bullied and 78% of those kids had said it gave them anxiety. I mean, you sit there and you think, what does a young kid do? Subhanallah, have to go through to to experience suicidal thoughts. And interestingly, there's uh, someone called Peter Gray, who's one of the gurus of the sort of alternate education philosophy. He's very, very um, big on play and the importance of play. And he has actually correlated, done research to show... That in kids, the increase there's been an increase in anxiety and depression in children, and he's correlated that with the decline of play from say the 1950s onwards, where the kids Mm, have more pressures. mm. Our parents didn't have so much school pressure. They went to school, they came back, they 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 could play, they could go run around, Mm, they could go outside. Uh, we are our generation doesn't have that. There's increasingly yeah. more tests, more.
0: It was easier to cheat in exams back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: No, it was uh, just kids nowadays. They don't get to play much. Yeah. Um There, it's not, and it's not just, it's not just school. After school, kids are heavily subscribed to different activities, to uh, taekwondo and swimming and Islamic. I know kids who go to madrasa five mm. days a week after school. Mm. There's very little time for free unstructured play.
0: Yeah, well that's one thing I want to mention. This is huge pressure as parents like um, to do these extracurricular activities. Yeah. Oh, my son goes swimming, my son goes yeah. bike riding, my son goes horse riding, you know, my son does karate, taekwondo, All these different things. And as a parent, you know, I feel that it can make you feel really insufficient and make you feel like oh god, you know, you have to up your game. Yeah. And I think sometimes that can be to your detriment rather than you know, I think what we this is pressure to get kids to be this whole rounded person. Yeah. But eventually what happens is the kids gi- give up on most of them. And they burn out. And they burn out. And I think it's important to focus on one thing that they love and just support that and and help that grow, uh, you know, as much as we can. And that might yeah. take several goes. That might take, dif- you know, that might take several years to get, to get, get the hang of. Um, but this is the
1: thing with homeschooling is that you can have your kids in a variety of activities and
0: yet they still have ample hours in the day to do just free unstructured play well that's because you can from experience you you tend to do a lot more um of course it's needless to say Ridge does all the homeschooling right <laughs> yeah. um I come home and spoil the kids and then occasionally might have some fun or do the odd project with them um so but but uh, other than Ridge, Ridge does most of it and what you see is and what I see is that you know I'm going let the kids they uh, they pick up a lot more in a shorter time. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the pluses of homeschooling is because it's so focused, it's so yes. direct, you need a third of the time to you convey do. the same lecture or the same tutorial, whatever you want to convey in a school environment. You do. There's this one British mum who was a teacher in the UK education
1: system for many, many years, and now she homeschools her kids. She actually broke it down. She said in um, in the UK, if you go to school, say nine o'clock in the morning to 3.15 in the afternoon, that's what, six hours and 15 minutes. She broke it down and she said, if you take out the break time, if you take out the first five minutes and last five minutes of each lesson where kids are messing around if you take out the time where the teacher is disciplining mm, disruptive kids mm. she literally broke it down and stripped it all away and she said you get about one and a half hour where the kid is actually solidly learning and engaged in a school she was a school teacher again yeah. she's homeschooling there's a big wave of teachers who are actually homeschooling their kids yeah. because they see the flaws in the system in the UK yeah. and so there's not actually there's a lot of time wasted in school
0: that's true but saying that you know, the time wasting happens here too oh absolutely but you're right I mean in terms of what you're getting out of it and the other interesting thing, we're, we're talking about time like if you think about kids when they go to school how much time are they actually spending outside of the home environment and how much are they actually spending time in the home environment yeah and if you tally all that up since a young age since the age of two if you're putting kids in nursery or three yeah the kids for the rest of their lives will spend more time with other people other than their own parents yeah which is kind of a crazy thought if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, we all went through it, but it's kind of a crazy thought because which begs the question: Who really, truly is doing the terbia, the, the the brought up, yeah. the the sort of driving home the you know the character and the mannerisms and whatever you want to teach your child? Who's really who's really having an influence on that? Uh, but you know, teachers have a special place, of yeah. course. They're like a the second set of parents. We know that. But so here's the next point I'll make. I wanted to make then. <clears throat> um, there are other reasons for example people may decide to homeschool to homeschool um what do you think of people who say oh, oh they're just homeschooling because they want to they want them to just be raised up in a purely islamic um uh, sort of upbringing they don't they want to expose them to anything else and you know they just want them to be in this sort of islamic Islam sort of bubble, yeah. bubble what do you have to say to that Well,
1: I think um, the Islamic element is definitely a crucial point of why we homeschool. Not to shelter the kids from sort of un-Islamic elements, but I think Islamically the mother is the first teacher. And I think one of the benefits and the beauties of homeschooling is you can really develop a strong Muslim identity. You can intertwine Islam into every aspect of their studies, whether yeah. we do history, whether we do geography, whether we study about this well, This past month, we've been doing the solar system. We talk about what Allah says about the solar system. Even something as small as we look at a picture of the Milky Way and we say, subhanallah, you know, yeah. just teaching kids to glorify imagine, Allah.
0: You won't imagine that being said in, in no, a school No, of course. Path. And yeah. I think these
1: things, they really build up the, the child's character. And as a homeschooling mom, I find, alhamdulillah, I have so many hours in the day with my children to form a bond and to form a close relation. And um, I don't have my kids have never been to school, but uh, every summer they go to a science camp. And that's uh, very much school hours, sort of nine to three thirty. We have to leave the house seven thirty because it's in Cardiff. We're not home till five. And that week. It's subhanAllah crazy because I feel I, that that week, it was in August, um, I just didn't connect with my kids because it was very much sort of get up in the morning, quickly have breakfast, out the door. By the time we come home, it's like 5.30, 6 o'clock, you know, bath time, bedtime. And I really felt disconnected from my kids in that week. And I thought subhanAllah, I personally for myself could not imagine not seeing my kids for so many hours a day again at a young age I'm not advocating that I have to just keep my teenage kid at home Yeah. yeah. but again an, I, an
0: age where it's the formative years where it's yeah. really important
1: where we talk about things there's so yeah. many so many different issues a day which we discuss we spend I mean breakfast al- alone takes us a nice hour because we have interesting discussions on philosophy and mm-hmm. I, I have been teaching philosophy to the kids and uh, Miriam, she just randomly said I have a philosophical f- philosophical question what does a dishwasher do and I'm like okay Mariam I think you missed the point <laughs> of philosophy but they come up with Some really deep questions And you yeah. know What makes a good person What makes What's defined as Good character What situations would mm. It be permissible To lie in for example mm. And things like this yeah. Um. We can intertwine Hadith and Islam And I just It's amazing The connection Which yeah. you, which being around Your kids really
0: fosters I, I think intertwining Knowledge with Islam Is a beautiful thing Because yeah. it also Fosters a healthy Attitude towards Seeking knowledge Yeah. Uh, and the problem is When you used to go to I mean just think about Our own attitudes When you went to school Cool. It was used to hate classes, you hate to get, get used to hate, you know, getting up early in the morning, <laughs> yeah. and then used to hate homework. Knowledge became a burden, it did. And I think one beautiful thing with Islam and uh, you know, try, trying to perfect your character but also perfect seeking knowledge is that you want to inculcate this love of seeking knowledge yes. and for learning and for reading, which I think you've done wonderfully. You know, our kids. Uh, love reading now yeah. which is, which is which is which is great so um
1: we yeah. read for our, i mean we read for yeah. hours a day i like to read aloud every meal time we love bedtime reading we during the day I mean yeah. we spend many 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 hours of the day reading where I read aloud to them they can both read themselves independently yeah. alhamdulillah they love reading as well but I also love reading aloud to them and the connection that alone reading aloud to your children fosters is incredible yeah,
0: yeah. and
1: I would if they went to school I would really miss not being able to spend so many hours of my day reading yeah to them and discussing and then of course you can bring in the islamic elements if you're reading about an orphan you will then you know stop and pause discuss the islamic attitude towards orphans things like that you know again you intertwine islam into the sort of secular reading which you're doing
0: yeah and i you know i've i've always tried to do that as well even with fun play like no, i'm not about education but even fun play when i've tried to just have fun with the kids and you know i'm pretending to be a monster or something then the only thing that can defeat me is if they say the shahada and yeah. you know so i think i think intertwining that like that basically I think Islam becomes a way of life it, way rather of life, than a burden what is meant to be rather than like after school you go to a madrasa for two hours exactly it's, so you separate yeah. deen and dunya mm-hmm. You separate, but it's you know they intertwine like you said yeah. uh, Islam is a way of life so I think just to go back to my own question I guess yeah I guess Islam was one of the reasons we decided to homeschool is to give that grounding because it's a very con- confusing time out there yeah. um, and you know kids don't know um, what to believe or how to believe and I think as parents you do have the right to guide them lay, to what you think lay is, that, foundation. that foundation to guide them what you think is right teaching respect for other faiths we always do yes. that and for other beliefs yeah. um now in the news there's so much about you know um, LGBTQ yeah. and stuff and raising that awareness i mean that's a separate episode that's a separate episode um, but, but i would like to that. say that
1: mm. homeschooling doesn't mean sheltering them mm. because um, we've repeated that so many yeah. times. Homeschooling doesn't mean sheltering them, but you know I, we have discussed LGBT issues yeah. with our children mm-hmm. because they've come up. They've someone's mentioned it, or they've read something yeah. about it. And the library has big signs, so yeah. I don't think as homeschooling parents we would hide any of these issues from the children because these are contemporary issues in society. So, uh, but it just yeah. allows that connection and being able to discuss these issues and yeah. just to have time with your children.
0: Yeah. And. You know, most importantly, it's about teaching love and respect for everyone out there, yeah. Uh, regardless of their beliefs and faith, because I, I I truly believe that Islam is not about that. Islam is not about compulsion. It's no. about dialogue. It's about understanding. Um, and to be honest, I think often when you see kids who bully or kids who have racist yeah. views unfortunately sometimes it can originate from parents but also sometimes it can uh, originate between just their companions and people just egging each other on and having yeah. those beliefs so I think uh, as you know I've always said to my kids that I never want to hear that you've bullied anybody yeah. I never want to hear you've looked down upon anyone made fun of anybody um, regardless of what they believe or who they are uh, you know and for example if you're if going out shopping or something and they see somebody who's you know clearly looks disabled or something and they stare I, you know, I also look, you know, guys, you know, it can be a little bit rude to to stay, um, but this is what it is. And, yeah. you know, this is why it is. And it, it's interesting because when you hear from other people's point of view, uh I, just by the by, I've heard uh, uh, stories from where a mother with a disabled child was saying that she welcomes other people staring because she would like to engage them yeah. and educate them. So that's also a, another angle. But generally, I, I love the fact that we can we can create Decent little human beings that Inshallah, can each that can, that can well we'll try our best
1: yes try, our, try best our best to, do, to do,
0: so. do it. I think it's easier
1: to refine their character when it's that one-on-one thing as opposed to a group mentality. And um, I was listening to uh, yeah. a lecture the other day where. By Sheikh Omar Suleiman He's got uh, the his social justice series I would encourage everyone to go check it out Because it's really incredible So he's talking about social justice and hadith to do with that And there's a, he quoted a hadith by Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Which said um, Don't be yes men If yes men are people who do good When people do good But when people do bad Then they also do bad Instead be people Make up your mind And I'm just paraphrasing But make up your mind uh, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said Make up your mind And even if people are doing bad You should still do good And he was, this whole lecture by um, the Sheikh was about standing up in the face of evil and injustice. And he was saying most people, they're not evil. You have very few people in the world who are evil. But most people, they just commit injustice and wrong because it's that that mass mentality. Everyone's doing it. So we're doing it. And I feel when you have a group of kids, it's very easy for for a young kid especially to get sucked into that. So I feel like homeschooling is one way. To avoid that mass mentality Again at a young age To refine their character To equip them with the skills To be able to stand up to injustice
0: Yeah and to be able to be independent thinkers Who who have the voice Who are not afraid to show that voice
1: At the same time Um, It is crucial for children To have positive and negative social experiences. I will say that because otherwise your kids will be living in a bubble. Yeah. And I yeah. think by virtue of just taking your kids out, socializing different classes, they will experience yeah. that. Musa Musa and Mariam
0: both have. They've they experienced yeah. bullying already. Um, and they've known how to deal with it yeah. or people are being rude and that's good I think, I think, it's I think good. in small doses it's yeah. good I mean yeah. Musa
1: when he first joined uh, taekwondo mm. I remember in the first couple of weeks uh, because in the beginning of taekwondo the kids they play dodgeball and no one would really play with him and he went a few times and he you know he said guys can I play with you and they yeah. just ignored him and I remember I was sitting watching and I just had my head in my hands and I was like you know you, you want to protect your kids from that feeling of being left out but sure enough, he persevered. And now, alhamdulillah, he's got friends in Taekwondo. Yeah, he plays... Yeah. Mariam, I remember she went um, somewhere. She There was one of her classes. And in the free time, the kids were playing with their dolls. And she wanted to go play with them. They weren't including her. And she came to me and she said, I'm feeling left out. And I said, well, you have to go sort it out yourself. Yeah. I'm not going to pitch in. Yeah. And she went. and then she. So I think it is important for them to have positive and negative experiences. It's, it's
0: about holding their hand, but knowing very well that you are going to let go one yeah. day. And you have to let go one day. And that, yeah. that's important. But when you know that they're ready so um, that, that you know that's a v- very interesting point um, so th- I mean there's another angle that we have with the homeschooling and that's whole the angle of creativity right and yeah. about nurturing creativity so there was an incident that happened with Musa when he was younger
1: yeah, so I think creativity. I I think homeschooling allows a child to develop at their own pace. Number yeah. one, number two, it really really fosters a sense of creativity because the child is free for many hours a day. Again, it goes back to having that free unstructured time to create different things. And the kids are always, even now. I mean, we go through like two, three rolls of scotch tape like a day, maybe even. The kids mm. they're always making things and inventing things and come up and coming coming up with all these things. Um, but yeah, I remember when Musa was four years old, he was coloring in a world map and he colored the, all the continents, he colored them blue and he colored the oceans green. And I remember first, my first instinct was... This is wrong yeah. But I didn't say it And I held my tongue And I said Musa Why did you do it like this And he said oh Because all the land is flooded So I colored it blue And all the sea has seaweed in it So I colored it green And so he had a very logical reason yeah, For what yeah. he was doing And he was Again if I, I don't know if in a school He would be given be, be given that freedom To be able to Think outside the box And to be able to do things the complete opposite Of the way he's supposed to do Because yeah, yeah. if in a school If 30 children are doing things The opposite of what they're told There's going to be anarchy yeah. Which is why you need That level of conformity yeah. In a school Which is what yeah. we talked about earlier yeah. Is that That was yeah. one of the functions of school Is conformity
0: Yeah But we also said You don't want to raise anarchists Right? that's not the No point. you don't want to raise you anarchists You want people who are Free thinking And able to Understand where um you know things aren't quite right yeah. to to challenge the system when it's wrong
1: well interestingly in the science camp which i said the kids uh, attend every summer there were a lot of homeschooled kids in the science camp and the teachers are obviously from the school system um but uh one of the teachers told off a homeschooled kid for climbing a tree in the grass in the park sort of outside the uh, science camp and the child just just said why why can't i climb the tree And the teacher was livid. I mean, how dare you question authority? But it was a really valid. I mean, the kid was wondering, why can I not climb the tree? And I've noticed homeschooled kids, they are more, they they ask questions. Why? And I know it can be very frustrating, culturally, especially. I mean, if a child is saying why, you get a snack. Because I
0: said so. Yeah, because I said so. But but which is, by the way, the worst answer you could ever give as a parent. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think we've said that so far.
1: I mean, there have been times where we're running late for something and the children are incessantly, why, why, why? And, I'm, and I tell them, I, even though I, I try not to say I told you so yeah. because I told you so, I say, I'll explain later, guys. I need you to just cooperate with me now. So yeah. it's a different, I try to keep a different sort of tone to my voice. Again, I'm human and I yeah, will yeah. make mistakes. Yeah. But uh, but I think it's important to allow them to understand the reason behind why they are doing certain things rather than just...
0: As a general concept, as a general yeah. principle, uh, I think that, that, that's very true. That's yeah. That's important.
1: So another thing with homeschooling is, like we said, it allows the education to literally be tailor-made according to your child's needs. So Musa, um, he didn't... uh I would like to mention that, by the way, I did teach my kids to read and write quite early. Reading, especially, I taught them early. I know a lot of homeschoolers, they subscribe to the philosophy where you don't do any formal learning before age seven. I personally, um, I think I'm too Pakistani for that. I wouldn't be able to delay formal learning no until age seven. But I think um, the beautiful part of homeschooling for me was I was able to balance that. I was able to, um, at a very young age, even if it's 15, 20 minutes of teaching them to read a day, And then the rest of the day, we're just doing play and activities and fun and going out in nature. That's the other thing, by the way, that uh, there's so much research which shows a correlation between kids, anxiety, depression and being stuck indoors. And yeah. kids nowadays don't get that exposure to nature. So mm-hmm. that's a big part of why a lot of people homeschool is... It's a
0: big part of why the prophets were mostly shepherds as well. Yeah, right? they're, out I, and and they're out and about and appreciating the, Allah's
1: creation. Absolutely. How can yeah. you... Uh, yeah, again, how can you build your faith in Allah without
0: being out and about in His creation? Well, the taller our buildings get, the more we block out the natural yeah. sunlight and the natural Allah. nature, right? That's that, very true. But, but that's true, you do need that. And I think you do that a lot with the kids. Yeah, that we go great. out. Yeah, uh, we uh, go but, out all the
1: time. So yeah. I was able to, at a young age... Um, I know this is co- even within the homeschooling community. Community, this is controversial because teaching your kid to read early. Yeah. Most most of the people, most of the studies show it's better to delay it. But I would argue that that's in a school setting and in a home setting, you can even by doing twenty minutes a day at a young yeah. age, and then the rest of the day play. It's
0: a good hobby to get into anyway. Yeah, reading and I so, I, so I did It's mm, great. Yeah. So I
1: did teach the kids to read quite young, and they love reading. Alhamdulillah, we love reading. I'm reading all the time, so yeah, yeah. I think they emulate and, that.
0: And, and on that topic, we will have an episode where we talk about introducing sci-fi, uh, fantasy, and sci-fi. Yeah. Um. So we'll talk about that. Separately. We'll talk about reading yeah, separately, yeah. but
1: um. But Musa, he was good with maths, I remember, when he was five, but he was not that good with writing. They say boys uh, develop fine motor skills later on. So he was not able to write maths very neatly. He was not able to form his numbers as yet. So I remember I had a maths workbook for him and he would tell me the number, uh, he would tell me the answers mentally and Mm. I'd write them down for him. Mm. And in that way, we were able to progress with maths and doing sums and things but without him being hindered by the fact that he couldn't write it so i thought that was a beautiful part of homeschooling is that you can foster certain parts of their brain and not be limited by say their fine motor skills if they can't write something yeah, that doesn't yeah, limit the fact yeah. you know he mm-hmm. would narrate stories to me if he couldn't write them and i'd write them down for him so yeah, yeah. you know you can be this scribe and yeah, you, you, yeah. so that's literally one-on-one private education
0: yeah, yeah and that's great and i think um even if you have like five six seven eight kids and you have one per parent who's homeschooling it's possible it's still a better ratio than you get eight in probably, kids I, yeah, know. I know i'm just saying <laughs> but i'm just saying it's still a better ratio than you would get in school yeah. right uh, but um so yeah i suppose there's lots of pros that we've given for homeschooling can you think i mean this is probably off the cuff and you're probably uh going to you know look at me like what why are you doing this <laughs> on me but can you think of any negatives of homeschooling
1: the negatives of homeschooling is the pressure on the mum it's yeah. all it's all if, well, if
0: it's the mum in well, most cases it is, it it is yeah it's all down mom. to
1: me if if I'm not feeling well if I'm stressed or if I'm having any sort of issues yeah I you know the kids are impacted or I mm. actually they're not impacted because I try my best not to make them yeah. be impacted but it's a lot of pressure on the mum then to control her own emotions and to control yeah. her own yeah. and it's it's it is overwhelming being around your kids all the time although I enjoy it I have to say I really yeah, do you have
0: to have a personality for it
1: yeah, you have to, you mean a mom, the mum has to have a yeah, certain yeah. personality?
0: Yeah, yeah, to homeschool. Well,
1: well you need well, patience. Well, you need patience, of course, yeah, you need patience.
0: You need a certain uh, character type, mm. right? I mean, homeschooling is not for everybody. Um, it's not,
1: but at the same time, oh, the, the number one sort of thing which people say is how, how are you around your kids all day? I go crazy. Yeah, yeah. But I, I go crazy with my kids all day if, if I had to. But actually, I would argue. Okay, it's very overwhelming being with a toddler all day. And I will say that being with Yusha all day, subhanAllah, requires the next level of patience. (laughs) But with with Musa Mariam, with homeschooling, a beautiful thing is you develop a rhythm and a routine. So if I say to Musa Mariam, I need a few minutes, guys. I'm just a bit overwhelmed. I need a few minutes to myself. They will respect that. And so that's something which I really like is that they're in tune with me and I'm in tune with them. And again, because we're together so much, I think they can develop that emotional intelligence to be able to be in tune with my moods and things like that, so yeah, yeah. so it's not as that. The, I don't find that part really hard, but I think yeah. it's just the pressure overall that it's down to me. I mean, I've had sleepless nights because Musa couldn't remember how to do certain division sum, yeah, you know, and that's and, a stress which you know on, on yeah. top of all the motherhood it's a, stresses. It's
0: a huge burden for the person who decides yeah. to undertake it, mm-hmm. and that that's one thing you have to consider. You can't just decide, you know, and if you don't have a passion for it, I don't think you could do it. It's it's hard. Mm. I, you need and a passion for education. Yeah, you, you need, need a passion for that. Otherwise, it's just it's like doing a job that you hate mm. you can't do it yeah. you, eventually you'll 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 Burn give out. up and yeah. run, run out of steam um, and of course we mentioned uh, you know what about social interaction do you think that's an issue we mentioned earlier that they're able to communicate at yeah. different ages but we we do try and int- int- introduce that by having different classes yeah. and work groups and play groups and I would like say that.
1: generally no I from what I've seen from homeschool kids social interaction is not a problem because yeah. homeschooled parents they're not sitting at home with their kids they no. are going out and about and they're yeah. having different groups and different you know, I think having a strong homeschool community is a very vital aspect of home education.
0: Yeah,
1: you should have some. You should have
0: close friends who are also homeschooling yeah. because the but kids. But equally, I think it's important to have um, friends from different faiths too. Friends from different faiths, yeah. absolutely, which and, our kids do. Which I, which and, I gives you and that's yeah, great. yeah, mm-hmm. and that's important because otherwise, you know, it's just not. Rep- I mean, for us in the UK, it's, you know, it's just not representative to to to, to not yeah. have that, and yeah. you have to be careful and wary of that at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, did you have any other points you wanted to mention Rich because I think you are absolutely in the zone here I think I have probably contributed to about one and a half minutes of this (laughs) 43 minute podcast so far Um, did you want to add any points about homeschooling
1: well one more thing I wanted to talk about education in general is that I was listening to a very interesting talk this is like my cup of tea so I love to read about education I love to read books and listen to lectures and podcasts and everything so um, hopefully some of what I share would be beneficial to other people inshallah but um, this, this one talk was saying that this, uh, the school system is outdated because it assumes that to gain a certain type of knowledge to gain knowledge you need to be in one place at a certain time with a certain person because that's how it used to be if you wanted to learn there's only a few people in the village you could read and write so you'd yeah. have to go to a certain place now with the internet i mean it's with online classes it's a game changer you can get top universities like harvard mit they're streaming live classes they're yeah. they're offering courses so you actually have knowledge at your fingertips so i'm not discounting the value of learning in person and we know even mm. islamically excuse me, Islamically, uh, the teachers are invaluable and you need to learn at the feet of scholars. So an online class can never replace the importance of a teacher in person. But at the same time, we have access to so much more knowledge. And I think education is changing and it's evolving. And you don't necessarily need to be in a building from nine to five or nine to three in order to learn because there's different ways you can learn
0: now no, you, you, I mean you used to learn over Skype and over like, yeah, you, yeah, you know, and, and then there's so many different ways that you mm. can do that absolutely it's great you, like you said from the comfort of your home yeah. knowledge is so much more easily accessible now yeah um,
1: so with homeschooling yeah. you can combine that you can get live teachers the kids mm. go to an art class for example yeah. they have a proper qualified art teacher who teaches mm. a homeschooled group of, um, of kids which is amazing it's mm. really fun mm. um, at the same time uh, Musa did Quran classes on Skype as well Quran- so there's elements of normal schooling there like elements there's but you need those some of those elements you do do need when when Musa was three years old he joined football for the first time and I remember (laughs) the teacher said stand in a line and this was his first sort of form He went to nursery briefly When he was two We mentioned before as well He didn't do anything So this was his first Sort of formal instruction And when the, teach, when the teacher said yes, Stand in I a line, remember, I remember this yeah. I, I mean he he was <laughs> he,
0: the, did, he, he didn't know what to, He no, just he went back to the front Yeah he went to the front yeah. And he didn't
1: know what to do And yeah, yeah, yeah. you know people might argue Well that's a downside of homeschooling Well no because within two weeks He learned He, know, he, he, learned, he how, learned it So they learned he knew these what things yeah, He learned So I think these are things Which you pick up If your kid is in different classes So that's yeah. the main thing Is that make sure your kid Is going to some sort of formal class or
0: has a bank account and has to, <laughs> has to queue up for a thing. Yeah, or, let go, or you go to shopping and you queue up. You know, yeah. you pick these things up. You do. Yeah. Uh, whereas as, as a normal school child, you won't go shopping. and You you know, um, but, you know, are exposed to the external sort of mm-hmm. uh, how the world runs. So I, I guess there's a mixture and balance of these different things. Um, okay, we've said a lot about homeschooling, Rich. But I, I think it's really important that we touch on our experiences as well. And what about people who are listening to this and be like... Oh gosh, you know, I'm sending my kid to school or private school, whatever. You know, our our homeschooling would have been great if, you know, oh well, you know, we can't really do it. But I think we need to put in a couple of positive words for school and and private school and whatever it is. First of all, do you think if you were to choose, say you had unlimited funds, do you think you'd go for private school over public school? We both went to a private
1: school, but there are perks. I mean, I went to private school in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. So I well, I
0: went to private school here in in, in UK. So I can't um, comment about schools yeah.
1: here necessarily.
0: First to time be honest, I I think you know if it's a good state school, I think you know the experience is fine. I think what you worry about is the environment. That's what you worry about, and I think that's a very real fear. It's a very real problem. But saying that, when I was in private school, I was exposed to different things. Um, probably not as much as you would otherwise, mm. but still, you got you have rich kids with rich parents who give them all the money and they don't really care and they, you know, get exposed to all, all sorts of stuff uh, without any problems. So, um, but did you enjoy your time in private school? I enjoyed my time in school generally, yeah. but I with don't... generally, yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: But I don't think I... I mean, I enjoyed school. I had good friends and I enjoyed it, but I think, was I able to fully attain my potential? Probably not, because it was very
0: standardized and it was very... Mm, following the crowd. Yeah. But, you know... <laughs> I have really fond memories of school. I had some of the best moments in my life in school, and some of the most. Um, what's the what's the you know what's the years your something years? Um, I'm trying to think of the word your, your golden years. Golden or? years. No, it's, uh, th- th- maybe someone will okay. put a message. But you know, it's uh, your is it the wonder years. <laughs> I'm thinking of that TV show. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's those um, you know it's this years where you really grow and mm. you have those memories that stay with you for a lifetime the you know uh, the, the first time you discover different experiences uh, and with friends and mm. and whatever it is, and discussing you know you discuss tv shows and things like that yeah. and that experience do you ever worry that the kids will miss out on the experiences we had you know the having um having a uh, mess a junior you know an a-level mess like where you'd go as uh, you know To chill out when you're free periods, uh, learning how to drive and then all your friends were learning how to drive or whatever it was. Well, I think fond memories of school for me
1: start quite later on, maybe year seven onwards. Yeah. I mean, I don't think at Musa Mariam's age necessarily it wasn't some amazing experience. Yeah. And I think Alhamdulillah our kids have had pretty good experiences with their friends because yeah. the main thing is they do have close friends, they have play dates, they go out and
0: about, they meet people. Yeah. So they- And they don't have anything to compare it with. That's true. So as well. they've got their own um you know, that for them this is a great experience. Yeah. It is what it is. So I think that fear is not there as much. But I just wanted to say that Schooling can work too. Yeah, you know, I mean,
1: we've talked about uh, all the you know, sinister aspects. We've, talk, we've told all the, the you know things research, about yeah. why
0: we did the homeschooling. You know, that's just our reasons. But home- I do think schools yeah. schools
1: have changed now, though, because in Taekwondo, Musa's Taekwondo class, they're always talking. Oh, the mums they are talking, and they their kids go to the local school um here mm. where we live. And they Subhanallah, I mean, from young age, girls especially nowadays apparently there's a big surge in girls beating up other girls. And Gosh. yeah, and that was crazy. I mean, the taekwondo teacher, he uh, he asked who here has been in a headlock. And this little sweet girl, she must have been six years old. She puts her hand up and she said, me. And her mom was saying, yeah, I mean, then the schools aren't handling it. And I think this is um, a major factor, this yeah. next level bullying. People yeah. are, kids are nasty.
0: Yeah, well- yeah, that's true. But I, I thought we were talking about positives. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> positives <laughs> of school. Yeah. I'm just trying to say that I think the, the face of schools have changed yeah. over from when so we were from kids. From when we
0: experienced it. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. And again, social media is a huge part yeah. of that. Um, and I would hope if our point. kids have close point.
1: friends who they meet... Um, growing up and who they interact with, then they won't miss out on those you know, that's special actually, friendship yeah, experiences. That's
0: a very good point, actually. You know, the other mistake we tend to make as parents is put our experiences from 20, 30 years ago yeah. to current generation. Mm. And you just cannot do that. So you're right. Actually, I don't know what school is like now. Yeah. I, I really don't. I had great experiences. I don't know. Well, I'm sure some kids um, nowadays
1: have great experiences. Yeah, yeah. I met... Uh, but. I've overwhelmingly met kids who have not had good experiences. I was on the train but, once.
0: But, okay, okay. Yeah, I was
1: on the train once and there was a girl in year one and she was she was the youngest in her class in year one and she was sobbing and her mom was saying she's crying because she has too much homework. And she's, no. she's year one. She was what? She must have been five or yeah. early six. I can't remember what mm. age, but she was crying. And mm. she was, you know...
0: That's not what school, that's not what a six-year-old should be doing in school, crying over the pressure. Yeah, no, you're right, you're absolutely right. So times are different now. They are different, um, but it can work and, you know, uh, ultimately... um, Musa likes to do
1: his own, sorry to interrupt, Musa likes to do his own primary research. Um, He goes and he asks all his school friends, do you like school? And they all overwhelmingly say no and then he like, you know,
0: I think he gets (laughs) boosted, yeah. If our kids said we want to go to school and they were quite dead set on it, would you consider it?
1: I would discuss it with them it would yeah. be an option maybe yeah. ask them why they want to go to school what aspect of homeschooling they're yeah. missing out on I mean it's their life so it's yeah. important for them to be involved
0: absolutely I mean, well they not involved they, they should lead it, they should eventually. Lead it. Yeah, eventually. eventually not, a, um, not when they yeah. don't have that capacity to make that decision yeah. but uh, I think that's one thing we want to make clear homeschooling is not be all and end all for no, us not we're at taking it year by year yeah um in fact we've had discussions about what we would do at a later age maybe you know even six years six year, seven you know who knows yeah and certainly gcs is in a levels yeah of course but we, we some people to. do do those at home school as well so we don't know yeah that, that's a real answer but we would absolutely be open to it um there are perks of private schools and things but of, of course then you've got the cost of it yeah. it's ridiculous i mean if you have we got, you know have three kids And the cost is several thousand pounds a month sort of thing for that. You know, how can the average family afford that? And now I think it's quite, you know, it's quite fair in the UK. If you want to get into university, there's it's open playground now. No doubt there's still a bias with private schools. But um, I think that's being overwhelmingly, you know, I think that that bias is slowly being driven away thankfully so I don't know that's not really our discussion really is it school well universities are apparently ex-
1: yeah. uh, accepting homeschooled kids top universities in America are really accepting homeschooled kids because it's something different yeah. and it's not your typical sort of school system yeah. they're, uh, the homeschooled kids have
0: a lot more extracurricular activities they're doing a lot more well that's another America homeschooling scene is completely different yeah it's great is great. I'm sorry, but in the UK, it's pretty rubbish. Uh, I mean, it's generally up and speaking.
1: coming in the UK. It is up and
0: coming, but it's not a formal, established thing yet. Like, um, so people who want to do it, do, did you? When, when we started homeschooling, of course, the other issue is in the UK by by legal um, right, children have to be in school right well no Um,
1: this is up and coming in the news because people want in the people in the UK there's a petition in the government that homeschooled kids should be monitored that's a different issue and uh, no but
0: they have to be in school they have to be, in, kids it's, have to be in school, right? By, they have to have an education.
1: The, the the legal ruling in the UK is your kids have to have an education. An education, So, yes. for example, in America, in some states, it's very heavily monitored. So your kids have to have studied XYZ things. They have to take end of year tests. Yes. They have to do certain, yeah. B- yeah. meet certain milestones. There's nothing like that in the UK. But,
0: but you we had a visit from the education authority, didn't we?
1: We did, but that's very controversial amongst the homeschooling yeah. community because they didn't do anything. I mean, no. the, they she, check up and say what's happening. The, well, the education authority, the the lady, she came in and she talked the whole time about her six year old granddaughter. Okay, and uh, I asked her book recommendations for a six year old. Musa was six at the time, and she said, "Oh, the Gruffalo." And I was like, "The Gruffalo? I read that
0: to my toddler. <laughs> like, I mean, what?" T- so she, she was really clueless. Like one, she, d- yeah, yeah, she
1: didn't she didn't know much. <laughs> yeah, so,
0: yeah, so yeah, so. Uh, I suppose that's interesting, isn't it? People, there's a huge diversity in the homeschooling community. Yeah. Um, where you fit is up to you. Ultimately, mm-hmm. you are the parents, and I think you, there's you different know,
1: homeschooling styles. We can discuss yeah, that if people
0: want. In if a, people want. Yeah. But I think this is a nice overview. We've spent almost an hour on homeschooling. Wow. talking of, about why we homeschool. Well, yeah, an hour of which uh, 59 minutes is Rija speaking <laughs> yeah. about about homeschooling and why she loves <laughs> it. But uh, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed that. And again, please, you know, forgive us if we um, you know, came across. I don't know, offensive in any way. Uh, that's not our intention. Um, we're just discussing why we left to homeschool ourselves and uh, what the pros are for us. Yeah. It does not mean that other educational um, uh, methods are, are incorrect or wrong. No, absolutely not. For a lot of people, that is the only way. Yeah, and, of course. Um, especially if you have uh, two parents who have to be in full-time career mode. Yeah. And and that's that's beautiful in its own right. That's just the way the world runs now. And that's absolutely fine. Uh, but these are the reasons that that um, no, we chose Java we chose so school, yeah. there we go so that hope was a good episode was, yeah, yeah. was informative um, any final essays Reggie uh, that you want to <laughs> no, convey- I
1: think I've Conveyed enough uh, information in good,
0: this one So thank you guys for listening um, This one is slightly late But we will upload this straight away today inshallah. But uh, thank you for listening to the Rise and Ridge show uh, Please drop your comments on Instagram uh, You guys have been following us You've been giving great feedback Some people are binging on our shows And that's great <laughs> We are the new Netflix That's great Great to know um, And um, people are um, giving the suggestions So thank you very much And the critique that really does help Um keep listening keep watching follow us on instagram raz and ridge uh, and drop your comments and your questions until next time this is raz this is ridge assalamualaikum assalamualaikum